Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. We are live. Holy cow. How to commence this podcast. What's up, everyone? You're listening to Fightful Pro Wrestling. I'm your host today, Denise Salcedo. And joining me is Kate Hensler. My God, Kate, we're going to break down WWE Survivor Series War Games. And this was a night that I don't think people are going to forget because we went into this already excited. Hey, we're getting men's war games. We're getting women's war games. We're getting the return of Randy Orton, who we haven't seen in 18 months. But then, bam, out of nowhere, (laughs) CM Punk is back in the WWE. And I cannot believe those words just came out of my mouth. Kate, how are you feeling? Uh, Why, did something big happen tonight? Like, my goodness. Uh, Agent Joe taking the words out of my mouth in the chat. So what do you guys want to talk about? This of it is real. Uh, I... It was funny. We were talking just briefly before we hit the stream button. I was like, I thought it was a pretty solid pay-per-view, honestly, before that even happens. Um, I am excited. Like, the wrestling fan in me is very excited. The employee of Sean Ross Sapp in me is tired. But the, <laughs> the wrestling fan in me is very excited. CM Punk is the reason I got into wrestling. He's the reason I stayed in wrestling. So I prefer that he be in wrestling. He'll always be one of my favorite in-ring performers. Uh, I'm fatigued on the drama of it all so i just hope it's a manageable situation for everybody backstage in wwe for cm punk himself i want the dude to be happy first and foremost um so i'm intrigued to see what this does programming wise too he's entering at survivor series this generally goes into a quieter time of year i think they've made a conscious effort not to have that be the case they really tried to sustain some excitement through what's kind of a quieter time of year before the royal rumble season but 
my God, is he coming for Seth Rollins? That's what it feels like the entry program should be. Uh, I could also see him going after newly crowned Cody Rhodes if Cody is the one to dethrone Roman this year. So I think there is a lot of possibilities for CM Punk in WWE this time around. Now, how many people are going to be pulling up receipts? We will see from the AEW side, from the WWE side. Hey, if it's on the WWE side, I think it's going to make for some great television. But uh, I'm I'm a fan of the guy from an in-ring perspective. I'm, I'm very excited to see what he does in WWE for sure because – I just, he's one of my favorite end ring storytellers. So we'll see where this all goes. So I'm with you on this, Kay. A lot of people know that I am also a big fan of CM Punk. And here's the thing, man. When this whole drama, when everything unfolded with CM Punk and the WWE, it sucked, right? And it went on, you know, for years, we didn't see CM Punk in the company. And then afterwards, we finally get this like awesome moment where he comes into AEW. He's there for a bit. And damn, we all know how that played out. We don't need to recap everything that happened between CM Punk and AEW. We know the story. And after that, I will... In my feelings, when CM Punk and everything went down, I felt like I was one of the very few last remaining people out there that were kind of like, you know what? There's two sides to every story, right? I know that there's a lot of things that CM Punk did that you cannot necessarily support, right? Of course. But I also think that there's two sides to everything. And I think that painting CM Punk, the 100% villain in all of this was probably just a little bit too, too extreme in my opinion. Of course, we're not there. I'm not there. We don't know what's going on backstage. We don't know any of that. But when CM Punk was, uh, you know, dropped from AEW, I kind of thought that that was a mistake on AEW's part. Like, I got why they did it. Things were not working out. There was a lot of drama. We get it. But in terms of, like, people being interested in CM Punk, that was still, CM Punk is a big freaking star. Look at the reaction that we just got right now. So CM Punk afterwards, I feel like when you're looking at social media and the things that people are on saying on social media, it felt like it was, God, like 98% hatred towards CM Punk and like 2% of people still supporting it. That's how it felt when you were watching or reading things on social media. And so I thought like, man, it really sucks. I don't want CM Punk's career to end on this kind of a note where everybody feels so negatively towards him. And so now that he's back in the WWE, I hope, I truly hope that this is an opportunity to really turn things around and actually get a nice CM Punk run. I agree with you. Um, it feels like this guy just hasn't been able to find an environment that satisfies him. Like, I am firmly of the belief you can't go around punching your coworkers without getting fired. Like if that happens multiple times, you're probably going to get fired from your job, any job, right? But I think there's a lot of people who feel like in both the first time around with WWE and this time around in AEW that it sounds like a lot of times with CM Punk that the frustrations are usually pretty understandable. Like there's, there's nothing that this guy necessarily has said that doesn't sound like you can't understand his point of view when it comes down to it, it's the way he says it and how he goes about expressing that that I think people run into issues with. Um, so I think I think that is probably kind of the thing that if you can resolve that, if you can keep the communication lines clear, if you can make things happen that way, you'll probably be in better shape. Also, a lot of things have changed in WWE, right? Vince is not in control anymore. Hunter and him didn't seem to have the best relationship the first time around, but they're in completely different situations than they were then. 
Um, and you don't have to work as aggressive of a schedule, I think, is the other thing. Like, we saw the first time around with CM Punk, the injury proneness of it all. Um, so I, I'm intrigued to see what his schedule looks like, how often he's there. Historically, he has been a guy that wants to be there more weeks than not. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with the CM Punk run. Creatively, I think there's a lot of very, very, very interesting opportunities here going into WrestleMania season. To me, my goodness, like Seth Rollins and CM Punk seems like the feud that people are calling for. Um, I'm intrigued to see where that goes, but I think there's also a possibility of like a, I mean, CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes sounds like a WrestleMania main event to me. Cody's got to finish his damn story at some point. We'll see what happens. Is The Rock even going to show up? Like, what is going on with that is stuff that's gotten a lot more intriguing. So maybe this is who Shinsuke Nakamura was calling out the whole time. We'll find all that out soon. But <laughs> my goodness, wrestling continues to be just absolute insanity. Guys, also, just get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. I don't know if we did the the leave a thumbs up on this video greeting the subscribe to find we do things we do things yeah. different here when sean isn't running it kate <laughs> god damn it no just kidding uh, we, we got no, people we got people tuned it in man i'm just trying to get their money all right i'm trying to get in your pockets oh uh, don't worry they are coming away. in i'm seeing them roll in but <laughs> no you're right guys send in the love you guys know what to do give the thumbs up like kate said give it all the love right okay so here's the thing there's a lot to be excited about here right now kate because you just said it right now. We're heading into WrestleMania. We're months away. I know it feels like forever from now, but we know that pro wrestling time flies by really freaking fast. So, oh my God, like just the matchups, the opportunities, the things that can happen. But here's, here's the big thing. And there's a bunch of things coming at me right now all at once. I'm curious to know when this decision was made. How long? Had this been in the works for CM Punk to come back to WWE? And who and when was the actual final decision made? Sure. I think, um, you know, from what Sean actually reported versus from what people are going to say that he reported, there's some interesting things in play here, right? Sean had said as recently as Monday, he had been hearing, he's not coming in, he's not coming in, he's not coming in. And then we heard that he had a conversation with at least one higher up. I think uh, that higher up was Triple H. People in the chat are saying that SRS said it was this week. So very, very recently, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I, the hints have been getting dropped all along. So was there a feeling out process before he was actually courted? Um, I, I'm sure his resolution with AEW because he was fired with cause means that that was a clean separation. So there's probably not a conflict of interest as far as those conversations go. I'm not a sports contract lawyer. I don't know those things, but that, that's how those seem to play out. If you're fired with cause, you don't get any money, but there's not a non-compete situation. Um, so how long were the conversations happening and when did they get real is something that I'm also very intrigued by too, because nobody was hearing this guy is coming back for sure. Like nobody had heard that. So, um, or at least nobody reported it. So very, very interesting. And I think it was smart of them to play this one close to the vest, right? Because if you spoil the Randy Orton return, that's like a genuine swerve. It didn't get out to the press. That is like a, a, a phenomenon that we haven't seen in a really long time. I think the last one that we didn't get some sort of leak about really was Sting, right? That was the last one that I think knocked everybody on their butts. So 
I think it's good. Like, I think this is a really healthy way to have him show up. I think it was smart that he didn't interfere with the War Games match itself. Um, but I'm just creatively, like, there's a whole bastion of possibilities here. So we will see. And then, gosh, in less than a month, we have all the people who got released by WWE's non-competes coming up. You have Mustafa Ali. You have Dolph Ziggler. You have all those guys um, becoming free agents again. So this scene is getting more real to me as the competitor is present, right? Like I think it's possible Drew McIntyre leaves WWE for AEW. So I think you're seeing a more realistic thing of people are going to ping pong back and forth that they're not always going to be people with Cody's acumen. They're not always going to be the CM punks of the world. He seems to be the most um, needle mover or whatever you want to call it. But you're going to see a lot of this talent exchange. So I think if we can all get used to it, people will be a lot happier. <laughs> it's so wild, man, because, you know, a lot of people you mentioned, we were bringing up uh, the whole situation with uh, Seth Rollins. And I was there when Nick Hausman interviewed Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins called CM Punk a cancer to pro wrestling. And to think about that and where we are now, it's freaking wild. All right, so let's get into these Super Chats because they are rolling in. Here we go. Uh, I want to start off with, obviously, CM Punk. That's the big story of the day. So here we go. This is from Rafael Garcia, who says, how much money would you pay to see a camera angle in the ring? Oh, wait, sorry, wrong one. Uh, Okay, here we go. Here we, okay, let me get this all going. Sorry. So he says, um, how much money would you pay to see a camera angle in the ring when his music hit? Their facial expressions had to be something. And this is from Rafael Garcia. Uh, damn. When So here's how the, 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 when CM Punk came out, Kate, I wasn't expecting it. I truly no. was not. Um, I think based on everything that had that was put out there, everything that was reported, and I just didn't think it was gonna happen. Okay, I was honestly shocked, and I sat there and I just thought, "Holy shit!" Like I can't believe this is where we're at, and it kind of made me happy though, it, because I haven't been this surprised in a very long time. Like you mentioned, Sting, right? Being a big surprise—that was a big surprise too, of course. But this one, because of the history between CM Punk and the WWE, and then everything that happened with AEW, I was not expecting this at all. Um, we got a super chat here from Apex Caliber who says, "Did Triple H restore surprise and suspense in pro wrestling?" Uh, I don't know. I think, I think this was certainly the biggest one to knock us on our ass since probably since staying, this was the biggest return since punk came back the first time. Uh, but we knew it was coming. So this, this definitely feels like it was one of the more authentic surprise pops. Like this is, um, whether it, I think that for me, just for me as a fan, the suspense is coming now for what does this mean creatively, right? Because there's there are going to be people that don't want to work with this guy. There are going to be people that refuse to work with this guy. Um, we'll, we'll see what kind of happens here. But there's also a lot of people that in both companies, I should clarify too, like in all of wrestling, there's a lot of people that don't get along with other people and still can find a way to work together. So I'm intrigued to see how that plays out. Um, I, it just feels like Seth is the obvious one. But for me, the sus suspense part comes from, okay, now he's here. Now what? And the other thing about it is I didn't expect it now. I thought there might be like a little bit of a cooling off period, a little bit of like a feeling each other out period between 
what those conversations would look like with with Triple H and uh, Punk or whoever else is involved. And maybe you bring him back for the WrestleMania sprint. Maybe he's the Royal Rumble surprise, maybe whatever. So the suspense in of it definitely hit today because I didn't think that today was going to be the day he was going to come back if he was going to come back. Right. Yes. I'm with you on that. And here's the thing. Like, if you don't want to work with someone, I get it. But at the same time, if you have a possibility to really make good money telling a freaking awesome story, I would say, man, put that shit aside and find a way to make business together because while money is important. So here we go. I'm a huge believer in that. You it is your job to go out there and wrestle. Go out there and wrestle. Yes. We got a super chat here from Meet Normus who says, Hello, bruvs. Meet loves women and wrestling. Not so much punk lately, but I popped for cults of personality. personality. We'll see how long <laughs> Chicago Muffin Punk can keep it together. <laughs> Shout out to Mindy's. I think they're going to have a really, really big week this week. God bless them. Will Chisholm says, Well, I lost a bet to my wife. Now I got to give her $200. Bro, you're out here making big bets with your wife, man. Yeah, dude. Yikes. You're out to wonder and see if you can win it back. Broadway Joe says, eight years ago, I left sports entertainment. And obviously the quotation marks. Ricardo the Reindeer Thief says, hell half no fury than a punk scorned. Ooh, that's good. Cool kid 42791 says, oh my God, I was there live both nights and the pops at Alley Night, Randy Orton and Punk got, I'm dead. Uh, I don't think you can compare anybody's pop from tonight to the one that CM Punk got because that was Chicago. That was excitement. Even though we had CM Punk chance throughout the entire night, primarily in the War Games match, it still came as a huge surprise. Yes, I would say I was pleasantly surprised by how much of a pop Randy Orton got. Not that I wasn't expecting it, but because we had this cloud of the CM Punk chants hanging over our heads all night, uh, the fact that he got a huge pop when he actually did come out made me really happy because Randy Orton deserves that. Like he, he deserves the status that he has earned over the course of his career. So I was glad to see that the reception was so hot, but nothing like a CM Punk return to make Chicago shake, man. It's wild. Apex Caliber says, so Ryback has to retire from wrestling now, right? Oh, man, we got to bring up Ryback today. I don't want to spend my Saturday talking about Ryback. No, general note to the chat. We're not burying other talent. We're not burying other wrestling media. Don't be weird. Like, we're here to talk wrestling. Knock it off. And (laughs) 7211 says, I kind of feel bad for TK. He just, oh, he just lived the ultimate never we met. Okay. Luis, I'm going to have to yell at Luis for a second here. <laughs> He's moving all of the chats. They're coming right. in hot. They're coming yes. in hot. I think it was the net of the chat was he just had the ultimate never meet your heroes moment. Which Thank is, you. Thank you. It's kind of true. Like, I feel bad for, for Tony Khan, but I also think, like, you know, their fan base is going to be really excited about some of the people that are coming in there, and their fan base is going to be really excited about Will Ospreay, and assuming they go out and get Mustafa Ali, Like, there's going to be some really exciting things happening in AEW. The big fish they have to go get, and you know who's asking price went up? Mercedes Monet's asking price just went through the freaking roof. Because she is the ultimate difference maker that's left on the market. I don't know if it is as, as high as CM Punk's, but, like, when you look at who's available right now, Mercedes Monet is the one, I think, that is out there that's a big fish that they could possibly land that's actually going to be like a major, 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 like possible 
like ratings mover and she's definitely going to move merch for you and she definitely has crossover appeal she can go do tons and tons of other forms of entertainment as we've already seen so if you're AEW I think Mercedes is now a must get because this is a tough one this one hurts whenever CM Punk shows up somewhere good or bad whether you like the guy or not like there's buzz around him so isn't it so crazy to think how the landscape of pro wrestling changes where like one second it feels like one company is really like riding it out they're having everything good happen and then the other one's not and then you switch over and it's like this ping pong uh effect and yeah you're right about mercedes monet and the other thing and we were kind of touching on this uh sort of briefly you and i kate before we went on the stream and that was the chicago market for aw cm punk is now with wwe that is going to impact, I think, like it has to impact the Chicago market for AEW and considering how much they go there. Like, I'm curious to see what, how that is, how CM Punk's presence in WWE is going to impact that. Truly, I think you're right. I think part of the problem they've run into with Chicago too is CM Punk was your ace in the hole for that market. So if you're going to go there 25 times, you're still going to draw well 25 times because you have CM Punk. I think you can still draw well in Chicago. I think we saw that with All Out. Like, that was a hot crowd that loved the AEW product and was excited to see that style of pro wrestling. I don't think you can run there, like, 20 times a year anymore. I think you got to be a little bit more selective about how you go there, what you bring there, etc. Um, I think if they do get Mustafali, um, you have a Chicago homeboy that people really, really like. And to this chat, I'm just going to tell you how freaking wrong you are about this. People care about Mustafa Ali. If you go on WWE YouTube and look up how many views this guy's stuff has when they didn't even give him a legitimate push, it's a lot. He has main event matches. He has 205 live matches that have millions and millions and millions of views. People want to see that guy wrestle. And I would even argue that the AEW fan base wants to see that guy wrestle more than a WWE fan base does. If they give that guy a push, I think he can be a major star. He would, however, it's just so hard because of the way that he has been presented in WWE. It's this big leap, right? So for example, when you got people, um, when you got people that were in WWE and were treated like stars or at least treated pretty okay, right? Like you saw the potential in them and then they go to AEW. It's like, okay, we see it. We're going to run with it. Let's try to see what we can do, right? But because Mustafa Ali was never given that opportunity in WWE, it's hard to sort of see it that way. And I don't feel like you see like CM Punk in WWE is not the same as Mustafa Ali in AEW. No. So, right. I'm not and that's equivocate really, yeah. those, but what I am saying is there are almost 6 million views on Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy on 205 Live. That's insane. 6 million views. They consider 1 million views a good marker, and it was 205 Live. And that's a work rate thing. That is based on the wrestling part of it. And I think AEW fans, if they package him right, I think he could be a really big deal. I don't think there's anybody, and I think we've seen it time over time, whether you like him or not, that's as big of a deal as CM Punk in, in wrestling right now. Like, it's that's just, true. It's just not going to happen. And here's but. the thing. You're talking about Mustafa Ali's YouTube numbers. I, I'm kind of forgetting a little bit right now, but I think my fourth or fifth, somewhere in my top 10 YouTube videos, I think it might even be top five at this point, 
my interview with Mustafa Ali from a couple years ago got like over 400k views and I'm like damn I was not expecting that whatsoever like that to me was like a huge surprise so he does have this fan base it may not be the fan base that you think but it's a totally he does have a fan base uh so you're definitely right on that um let's get some more thoughts in here this one is from Lord Jackson who says what in the goddamn but you then Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. He, how, what? <laughs> Lord Jackson here. <laughs> Our thoughts exactly. Perfectly said. 11 out of 10. No notes. That's what was going on in my brain too. <laughs> Will Chisholm says, Petty Phil came back when AEW was on. Shaking my head. Punk, I love it. Oh my God. I didn't even, well, by then it was already done. I think they had like Rampage on at this point um, by the time that CM Punk came on. But it's crazy because his Saturday show was on today with Collision. That was his That was his show. And he got name dropped over there, I believe. I didn't watch the episode because I was watching Survivor Series, but I think they actually said his name on the show. So I don't think he's the devil. I think now we can probably rule out that CM Punk is not Damn. the devil. So something <laughs> hey. tells me. Apex Caliber says CM Punk versus Gunther or Punk versus Seth at his start of his feud. Uh, I would prefer, I'm good with either or. Like, Seth, obviously, because of the drama, but Gunther, because of the match caliber. But the match caliber would also be with good with Seth, but probably a little bit more towards Seth on that one. Yeah, I agree. I think stylistically, you want to have Seth Rollins come in and work that program or someone more kind of in that wheelhouse. Gunther is so dominant right now. I don't think you want a returning star like CM Punk to A, undercut him, or B, um, 
the other way around. Like, I don't think you want CM Punk to look weak coming in. So I think you can keep those guys away a little bit from each other, but I'm, I'm very intrigued. I'm now way more curious about the Nakamura vignettes than I was before. Oh God. Like, I still can't like, oh. I think it's I'm not, I'm not even going to get into that. I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> the manager Jr. Says, does the punk return cause Seth and Becky to not resign? I know that Seth and Roman have issues. Um, Look, I don't know. We can't predict what other people are going to do or how they're going to react, but business is business. And that's why I feel like you got to, you got to be careful, right? When you go out there and you call somebody cancer and say all these things, you got to be careful because things happen like this. And if someone can draw, if someone can bring business to your company, you're damn right that the powers that be are going to take advantage of that. Because at the end of the day, the guys in the suits, all they want to do is make money. Who makes money? CM Punk makes money. That's true. And Seth is also a guy who knows how to go out there and make money. I think people underestimate that there's people that don't get along in pro wrestling all the time. You guys got to stop pretending it's only CM Punk that has an issue with people. Now, obviously extremely explosive with him over and over and over again. We know that to be true. But people have issues all the time with each other. So it's just a matter of going out there, making money and doing your job. Sure. I think there's people that... um you know, depending on the terms that CM Punk came in on as well, uh, there's probably people that will refuse to work with him. There's probably people that don't want to be in that locker room with him and would go somewhere else. There's probably people that don't really give a crap and are just going to work to do their jobs. But who knows? This could be a less intensive contract. This could be a short-term contract just to get to and through Mania. There's a lot of people that want to see CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin if he has one more in him. I'm that girl so bad waiting for that dream match. We'll see. We'll see what he does. But um, I certainly think there are certain locker room personalities that could sway that. I think money speaks really, really loudly. And that'll be and, – and keep in mind, they've got a kid, right? There are two of them. They're working wrestlers. Like, schedule matters a lot to these people, too. Like, there's a lot to take into account. So is it a determining factor? Probably not. Is it a factor? Sure. I think somebody that makes your workplace miserable every day is <laughs> – so that's why Denise and I are never on the same stream. Like, I just – I can't. I heard Denise is a diva. Oh, God. I can't work with that woman. <laughs> She's so brutal. Did you, have you seen – like, do you get those tweets, too, that we have heat? Kate, I don't see anything on Twitter, like God any like bless. negative stuff. Like my my, I, you, I will say this about Twitter. Twitter has a very nice filter for me, where I only see like positive stuff. Like even if I see negative stuff, I'm just like, hmm, it just goes another direction. I don't even care. We have massive heat, you and me. I found this out through Twitter too because we're I not this, I because we're rarely on me. Yeah, I. That's how much heat we have. I texted it's you. It's so funny because, like, <laughs> really quickly about that. Like, I have my own channel. Like, I do you my own stream. I was gonna say, like, I like I work once a week with Fightful, and I do the, the WWE post shows with Sean because that was just something that I had already committed to. So it's like that's just my schedule. Like. Yeah. Your own channel that you invite me on every month. So. I know. Like, what the heck? It's so weird. <laughs> Anyways, um, can I be the CM Punk then? Can I be the CM Punk of this drama? Oh, fine. You can be Seth Denise Rollins. Denise is a I'll cancer. CM Punk. Get out of my fight. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to be anybody, I want to be CM Punk in oh, this feud. Of course you do. I've got the Chicago Stars tattooed on my freaking neck, but sure, you get to be the CM Punk. This is the type of cancer that I'm talking about. She's already <laughs> fantasy booking herself as my favorite wrestler. 
Tim Weinerger Jr. says, does the Punk return cost? Oh, I already read that one. Will Chisholm says, I was mad that we didn't get Cody versus Punk at AEW. I guess it will happen now. I mean, I hope so. You would think so, right? We'll see. I mean, I'm very intrigued to see what the terms of the contract are. If anybody's watching uh, the press scrum and we get details about that, that would be great to know. Um, But I'm intrigued. Like, is this a dip your toe in the water thing before you go full court press? is this a thing where he's going to be there every week or part time? Like Roman's been around like three days this year. Right. And he has the title. So like what did CM Punk work out for himself is going to be something that's very, very interesting. Um, we'll see. I would imagine you're going to see CM Punk against a lot of top guys and CM Punk a lot against a lot of younger guys that they want to make into something bigger. Right. Like I think you're going to see some of the up and comers get uh, they're hopefully their their days made by CM Punk. I think it'll be good. Vincent Alizar says, while Rollins may not like CM Punk, CM Punk is Seth Beth's chance to get the main event of WrestleMania like he wants. I mean, I can't disagree with that. I would love to see that as a main event for sure. Absolutely. That is that also is a main event. Like the, yes. those are two main eventers of WrestleMania. That's a that's a great thing. Man, I can't. Now I'm pissed that this didn't happen at WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood. Come on now. We got to go to Philadelphia for this. All right. Hey, that's my neck of the woods. I'm excited, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Andrew Clue says, Phil hasn't changed. I give it a year tops, and I'm one who'd rather have Mustafa Ali. Ali doesn't kill your dressing room. So to add to your point, Kate. I think people, I, I didn't mean to create a false equivalency between those two, but I do think like people underestimate Mustafa Ali's drawing power. And I think his style of wrestling connected with an AEW fan base is actually a better pairing in the same way that I think actually both Jade and Cody just endemically fit into WWE's ecosystem a little bit more. Like I think, and I think Claudio is a better fit for AEW. Like sometimes you just connect the vibe of the work environment with the right worker and really amazing things happen. I think you could see that with an incoming Mustafa Ali. So I'm glad, I'm glad that people are supporting that idea. I love that dude. The Pro Wrestling Podcast says, hmm, very interesting. Chris says, how do you keep CM Punk? How do you keep CM Punk happy in WWE? Well, you mentioned something earlier, Kate, that is very key. And that is that we are seeing different powers that be. Like now with the merger with Ari Emanuel, with them really letting Triple H focus in on creative and Vince McMahon kind of looking like he's sort of on the side right now, not really uh, involved in creative, at least the last that we heard of. I feel like all of these changes and with more of this, I feel like we're seeing more of like a check and balance system with Endeavor now that I feel like maybe certain things that could have they could have gotten away with in the past, maybe not so much anymore. Who knows? It's still so early to even tell. We still don't know. We're going to find out, though. We're going to really see what these next few months or however long CM Punk is planning to be with WWE. We're going to see what that looks like. And are we going to get a repeat of the last time when he was in WWE? Are we going to get a repeat of what happened with him in AEW? I don't know. Different people, different powers that be. Yeah, and even when this surfaced the first time, I remember Triple H saying, you know, there's, there's pretty much nobody other than, like, awful human being like awful human beings that he wouldn't pick up the phone and at least have a conversation with and I thought that was a really telling sign of somebody who is coming from a place of let's negotiate the best idea for you um because if you're saying I'll pick up the phone and talk to anyone you're immediately saying like what can we work out that suits everybody's needs in this 
So I, I think it's cool. I think um, I don't know if this happens if Vince is still fully there. He talked a lot of S on on Vince, but he also talked a lot of S on the WWE. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Asian Joe says, for all that is holy, someone please tell Punk to avoid the NXT parking lot. <laughs> That's not yeah. where I was expecting that this was going. Ooh, gosh. <laughs> Andrew Koo says, Punk, Kyrie, Jade, Randy, WrestleMania 40, let's effing go. Will Chisholm says, WWE Twitter page of CM Punk coming out has 4 million views. God dang. And on Twitter, Lee J. Robinson says, did WWE pull an AW Adam Cole, Brian Danielson back to back and did it just as well with Randy and Punk? Well, Randy was a little bit different, of course, because we knew that he was coming back. This was more so due to an injury. But in terms of like the overall excitement, like I was there when, 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 when Brian Danielson came out, when Adam Cole and all of that happened and there was this electricity in the air and i think right now we got this electricity in the air for wwe i think so too and it's with giant moves like this but also i think there's just been a lot of excitement about the energized product like i think there's it's been really rejuvenated with not only incoming talent like cody and jade and punk but like the programming in my opinion has just gotten better i think <laughs> it's been a good um upswing for a lot of reasons over there we'll see what happens Force of Will says Punk is a cancer with a broken body. I give it six months before Triple H has buyer's remorse for the cheap <laughs> Chicago pop. Stop with that. That's a that's a dorky take. Sorry. Sorry to be insulting. Thank you for the money. We appreciate it. I don't mean to be like mean, but like, don't do that. Don't do that. He was healthy in his second time back. Um, you know, like you just you don't know what different environments and different time periods and different conditioning are gonna bring out of people. KW says, I've always said it. If Bret Hart can come back, anyone can come back. Mm, you got a point there. Bucks Basement says, two things. CM Punk, Rollins at Mania. And he hope AJ Lee returns at the Royal Rumble. That's something that we haven't even brought up. I mean, I remember for a while, we all thought that once CM Punk was in AEW, that we might be seeing AJ Lee. I know that AJ Lee's got like a million other things that she's working on. Uh, and I know she's doing stuff with WoW. But I mean, it would be awesome to see her in WWE. But then who knows? Because obviously so much has changed. Uh, there's been a lot of changes like within what you're seeing in the women's division. So I don't know if AJ Lee would come back or not, but that would be something that I know people would be very excited about if she did, because she's very loved and very popular girl. Yeah, I would, I would love it. She also has a neck injury. She might just never be able to get in the ring again. So we'll see. But a lot of people with neck injuries who were told they were never going to wrestle again are back edge, Brian Danielson, Soraya. So, um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm always rooting for that because she was very fundamental in my um, development as a wrestling fan of women's wrestling in particular. So, Asian Joe says someone should have asked Trips and Punks about Punk's deal, and he should have responded with "The devil is in the details." Asian Joe, thank you so much for the super chat. Ricardo the Reindeer Thief says CMFing Punk likes to mount down the interwebs. Talk about finally breaking the internet there, man. Majestic Marie says problem is Seth is always the returning talent's first match. Does Seth need to lose another return? Uh, I think this one's a little bit more different just so because you know that Seth doesn't like CM Punk. So I see this one just a little bit differently. Definitely. And there's a title involved already, right? Like Seth is not just like eating someone's return. He's had a, a pretty successful title reign, a really important title reign while Roman hasn't been around too. It's, it's done a lot of wonders for making Raw feel important because it has some more title emphasis on it. 
uh, I don't think anybody will be crying at the payday. So <laughs> that's true. There you go. That's the key word. Uh, Izzy05 says, about to be the fourth time CM Punk spikes spiteful subs. Yeah, really? by the way, huge CM Punk fan here at Fightful for this reason, okay? We're going to get more subs. Everybody who's like, Sean promised he wasn't going to be there. Like, here's what happens. Everybody complains, and then they want the details. So they go to FightfulSelect.com and subscribe for $5 a month, just like you can go do right now, because Sean will definitely have them. But, uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Someone just said in the chat, like, um, biggest return pop in 10 years it's like it's the biggest return pop since he came back the last time like people are behind this guy whether they like it or not so i'm uh, i'm excited and it's crazy to think because when you go on twitter it feels like everything's so anti-cm punk right but then again like it's anti-cm punk is still money making though you know what i mean like there's there's always reaction for this guy so i just don't think people should be preemptively negative about any situation True Backlash Pro Wrestling says, hi, guys, do you think Punk coming back will have an adverse effect on AEW's ratings or business or will they be fine? I think that a lot of people are definitely like the CM Punk fans are definitely going to want to tune in and see what's going on. Right. Of course, that's going to happen. But I mentioned earlier that I have a feeling that this will impact AEW's, uh, you know, uh, time in Chicago. I don't know how it'll look like for future events. We'll see. But I think we're kind of already been seeing some of the effects of CM Punk being gone from AEW with Collision. And, uh, you know, you can't really deny that portion of it all. Yeah, I think the the absence part is already being felt. I think Punk showing up in WWE will just spike WWE. There might be people that are interested in both now that weren't before. All right, we got Elizar7 who says, I can see a reality that this is a short-term deal till WrestleMania so he can get the main event with Seth Rollins and could just leave. Who knows? N. Simmons211 says, Seth to Punk to Sami Zayn would help legitimize the world title as much as I wouldn't want Seth to lose the title. Uh, he needs this. Matt Logan says, AJ is no longer with Well. Arduit says, Super Chat to support women. Wait, this isn't overbooked. LOL to CM Punk, no hate or anything. Just after the last few years and all the promos about WWE, you gotta laugh if nothing else i like our do it's uh, uh outlook on things majestic marie says hello ladies y'all look beautiful can't believe punk is back in wwe but i was genuinely happy to see randy orton back and the girls killed it tonight apex caliber says the camera angle on seth at cm punk he looked pissed apex caliber also says graves and cole apparently held rollins back uh, i don't know about that joe panaccio says peacock crashed after orton came out watch the rest on my phone glad i did i hope punk gets to write his final chapter the way that he wants to and yeah that was something that i brought up too i hope to see that for him delayed grad says cm punk going to wwe today won't change AEW's fortunes AEW is already living the post cm punk era we all want to see what cm punk does to wwe now that's the excitement the rip aw posts are dumb uh it's no rip aw like dude they have a freaking killer roster like they got freaking mjf they got will osprey who they just signed they still have brian danielson at least for like another full year they got adam cole a million other people that i'm not even naming you know uh any thoughts on that kate yeah, they have a great roster and a completely different flavor. Like, I think a lot of what you see is the excitement of them working interpromotionally. And you see them, I feel like now over the past two weeks, getting back to their roots with things like the the C2. And we started to see them get back to their formula of like great matches to advance stories. Let's also not forget Kenny Omega is there, right? Like, there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of people that are going to be coming in. 
this is also just what happens in wrestling. Momentum swings really, really fast when you have competitors there. I'm excited. We'll see what 2024 brings. There are names that you guys are not thinking of that have contracts coming up that are going to get paid from one or the other. So Drew McIntyre, I believe Sheamus. There's a lot of contracts that are coming up in 2024. So I think if wrestling has taught me anything in the past two years, it's that the momentum can swing very, very quickly from one brand to another. So don't get so into any of the tribalism, but be the, this company is dead. They're both backed by billionaires with massive TV deals. They're going to be fine. (laughs) NY Green says two biggest pops this year have been The Rock and CM Punk. Oh, man. All right. So we have spent a lot of time talking about CM Punk. Obviously, that was bound to happen with the uh, reveal that he is back in WWE. Uh, I want to go ahead and kind of switch gears a little bit. And of course, if you guys keep sending in your super chats, we will, of course, bring um, back up any topics that we haven't touched on. But I do want to get into uh, what else we saw on the show. And I oh, want to start show. things off. Right. I know, right? It feels weird. Like, we still <laughs> got to talk about war games. All right. I want to get into the women's war games match because the women's war games match um, was a whole lot of freaking fun and just to kind of highlight some of what we saw we of course saw uh eel sky in her fifth war games match and she did the trash bin spot again so a lot of people were very excited about that you knew she had to do it she kind of has to do it now oh. it's like the thing uh charlotte did a moonsaw off of the freaking top of the cage which was just wild and uh for the actual finish like we ended up seeing bailey get put through a table uh by becky via a manhandle slam after she uh pushed Kyrie out of the uh, Kyrie Sane out of the way so she wouldn't be the one to take that and we ended up seeing the baby faces get the win here what did you make of the women's war games match so this might have been my match of the night i loved this match and i thought the overarching story of bailey saving her entire team from getting pinned she saved every single person on her side at one point from getting pinned she's still going to be taking the ones that take the the heat for this she's still going to be the one who has to eat the downfall of this i loved that story that she was kind of saving her whole team, but it's clearly going to be the one on the outs here. Um, a lot of really fun spots. Bianca Belair with her two, two braids and her being smart enough, I feel like, to know that people are going to try and use them as a weapon against her. Uh, not having that happen, being able to flip out of those. Um, EO, of course, with that trash can <laughs> flying crossbody, as you called out. I loved Asuka misting Shotzi, too, and then that missile drop kick, missile drop kick on Becky. Excuse me. Uh, I thought that was really, really good stuff, and yeah, the the Becky Lynch and Charlotte hug with that double-team move, pivotal storytelling for this match itself. thought it was interesting, and I liked the way that they had the heels manage to lose clean here to extend that story, because I feel like if they had a super quick turn it would have made that angle feel a little bit rushed of how they just kind of all reunited into the super group so this lets that burn a little bit the baby faces win they had the advantage in the match as well it makes sense they have to go now thank the the lords of the ruffles chips for that advantage i think is what we learned here but i think we might have some company denise yeah we do let's go ahead and bring them in sean what's up man i am about to turn my bluetooth headphones on so don't bring me in yet Okay. Oh, then. okay. That was <laughs> we'll a surprise, guys. Just we a reported. We guaranteed that Sean Rossap was gonna be here. It's a huge return. 
very excited to have Sean Rossap in the house as he's getting his food. In the meantime, let me get these super chats in uh, for the women's war games. And this one is from Rory Biston, who says, I thought the two war games matches were awesome. I absolutely believe Sasha is coming back if Bailey gets booted, even though she was the MVP. Uh, I know a lot of people brought were bringing that up on Twitter, saying like maybe they feel like there's a good opportunity that uh, Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks uh, would be coming back to WWE. And right now that's still unknown, but I think tonight's the perfect night to say that anything is possible. Jason PS3 says Bianca's team put over damage control, got over. Not so magical. Mike says damage control or whatever they call themselves after better start winning more after booting Bailey. And Rob Magwood says, how did damage control lose advantage? And that was the ruffles thing that you were talking about. Um, And like, I, I did want to see damage control get the win. I thought it would have been like a lot bigger for them. I think they still could have told this story with them booting Bailey out even with a victory. But um, man, I don't know. I thought it was the best match of the night. I agree with you. I, I enjoyed the women's war games a lot more than I enjoyed the men's. Yeah, I think there's going to be a couple instances where we see Triple H having to pay for Vince's crimes a little bit on creative here. And I think damage control having lost so much, still being expected to be a force is something that they're going to have to navigate around as we lead toward this implosion. But as reported by me, I guaranteed Sean Ross Sapp was going to be here when we brought him on a couple seconds ago. Uh, Sean, it was an eventful night. It was an eventful night. I was on a plane as uh, this all unfolded. So uh, I don't know if you guys, I don't know what you guys have covered yet, but obviously I'm here to talk about our truth. Um, yeah, no, of course. That was most of the super chats that have been coming in have been about our truth. Huge no, return um, for him. Triple H spoke at the the post show scrum. I don't know how much of that you've covered, but uh, not yet. We haven't covered much oh, of that. So, Obviously, I'm here to talk about the punk stuff and what I know. Uh, so if you check my Twitter timeline about two minutes before it happened, I said my stance has changed. They cleared out the back for something. CM Punk then walked in clear view of a few people backstage. I'm told that nobody knew. Production didn't know as, as that happened. Talent w that were in the ring were made aware right before the match, at least some of them. And they were not happy, several of them. Um, there have been some videos that have come out of uh, Drew upset, of Seth upset. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I believe Damien, but I, you know, in these situations, you have to look at those and say, okay, listen, these are the best people at this in the world. They are the best people at either 
manufacturing conflict or maybe they're really mad. You never know uh, that. But for everybody that are asking about like, were those reactions genuine? That I can't say. But I do know that at least some of the talent were aware and were made aware very, very shortly before. Producers did not know. Um, like even the guy that cues the music did not know. Triple H himself produced the last couple of minutes of the show and personally called for CM Punk's music. Insane. Insane. Uh, Punk had told a couple of close friends. From what I understand, and uh, we're going to have a full report on FightfulSelect.com after this. Best $5 in the business. But uh, Triple H confirmed. He said, he was like, this didn't start unfolding until everybody thought it wasn't going to happen anymore. He was like, we didn't have any talks until that happened. And he said, anything that was said before that was speculation and was not true. He said that this came together. I'm told that a deal wasn't even signed this morning. Um, their reps, their PR, I don't know if their announce team knew. I don't know about that, but their producers, like people in Gorilla, they didn't know. People in Creative didn't know. It was kept so quiet. One of the all-time uh, really best surprises they put together. So in the Q&A that I posted, there was a line that got a little bit of attention. And it was that, that uh, people I had talked to had spoken with Punk and said that he had made some attempts to mend fences. That fence was mended in an hour-long phone call with Triple H. Now, at the time, that was single-sourced. I couldn't run that. I can't publish stuff like that where I don't have the company speaking. And uh, when I said that uh, CM Punk was not in talks with WWE, that was the company speaking in official capacity. That was straight from Triple H's office at that point. So obviously that's why, you know, when people were like, oh, well, you talk out of both sides of your mouth. I'm like, no, it's pro wrestling. Like they brought back Warrior and they brought back so many other people. Like that's just the nature of pro wrestling. And Triple H this week was asked about it. And that's the first time I kind of side-eyed. He was asked by at least one outlet, is CM Punk coming back? And instead of shooting it down, he said, I don't really have anything to offer on that situation. And that was after I had heard, and I actually hit up WWE in an official capacity this week and said, hey, I heard that Triple H had an hour-long conversation with CM Punk. And they're like, well, we certainly haven't been made aware of that. And I can tell you that from a WWE official standpoint, they weren't made, they weren't like made privy to this information either. And we're still like, our stance hasn't changed based on what we know nothing um so the nakamura stuff a lot of people were, were talking about that he wasn't even booked to be there tonight so that i i don't know but um yeah i'm gonna work to get some more information obviously we got a lot of it coming in um but yeah it's, it, there's an awful lot happening right now uh, what I'll probably do is field a couple phone calls. I'll see if you guys are still on the air shortly after I wrap this story up and make some of these calls. But uh, basically, the gist of it is this came together very, very quickly. I would imagine, in fact, uh, you know what? I'll tell you how recently it came together. <laughs> because I got that phone call. So you've on, had some back and forth with Punk, too. Do you yeah. think this was him wanting to keep it this close to the vest to pull off this moment a little bit, too? 
Yes. Yes, for sure. Because I know that he had told some people like, yeah, people don't really know the nature of the com or the extent of the conversations I've had. And that's what made me go, okay, that conversation happened. Then that's what gave it a little bit of, of credibility. But I heard about that conversation on November 19th uh, is when I heard about that conversation. So uh, if there are any super chats for me, I will try my best to pop back on in a little bit, but uh, keep sending Keep sending Denise and, and Kate some money, guys. But yeah, yeah I'll come back to We're going to try and talk scoops. about this pay-per-view a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pay-per-view a bit. I'm going to work on this Fightful Select report. I just got off a plane. I'm in Cincinnati. Uh, my God, lots of stuff going on. But thank you guys for holding down the fort. Yeah, thank no, you, absolutely. Sean. Hope WrestleCade was fun, and I'm sure it'll be an extremely normal rest of your night. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> All right, so we'll kind of save these uh, Sean ones because there's kind of few here um, that people had directly at Sean. But although he kind of did touch on these already, and this one's from Maj Motar who says, uh, "Sean, you need to know if Drew and Seth are upset for real, Punk and his drama." So uh, Sean kind of touched on that already. Um, someone also had another question for him that he just answered to, and it was um, from Dante B who says, "Question for SRS when he's on: If Punk didn't sign until this morning, and few people knew, is it possible that?" Seth and others legit didn't know wouldn't that erode some trust with triple h um so as you heard right now uh sean just said that a couple people were told but he didn't say that everybody was told we'll see if that changes later on when he fields those phone calls rock hard joe wood says denise kate one of you asked sean how the locker room is reacting to the cm punk news i'll wait so he'll come back to that jw pringle says srs tweeted a video of seth being held uh question mark a video of seth being held back NY Green says two biggest pops. Of, oh, we read that one. Uh, and I think that's kind of about it right now. We got a couple more here, but I want to take some time to get into the men's war games sure. for now. So we I'll have touched on the women's. Yeah, I'll also just say real quick up front too, like I I don't know names or anything like that, but I do know and can confidently say from people that I very much trust, there are people who did not want that guy back. Like there are a lot of people in that WWE locker room who have no interest in CM Punk being back around. There are some people who have gone as far as to say he can't get away with that shit here without getting his ass kicked like hard. There are people who um, are resistant to the idea that he would be back. So uh, you will probably get some more information about what the morale will look like. As far as those reactions... Uh, I'm sure some of it was authentic. I'm also positive that nobody knows how to do this better than Seth Rollins. Like this piece of this, nobody knows how to do better than Seth Rollins. So if he knew before the match, that guy I'm sure was legitimately pissed, but he also knows that match is probably mine to make feel like the biggest deal in all of pro wrestling. So probably part authentic. And I would say probably a big piece of it is him working because nobody knows better than that guy how to make that feel like the biggest deal in wrestling, in my opinion. Right. And that's going to be like the thing, like, are they working? Are they not working? We'll see. We'll find out. I guess we'll learn more in just a bit. Still so many uh, unanswered questions that we got here. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and get into the men's war game. So we already touched on the women's. I want to talk about the men's. Uh, this one here, the big thing coming out of this, of course, aside from everything that happened afterwards, was the return of Randy Orton. And he looked freaking phenomenal in this. Of course, Cody Rhodes having his first ever war games match. Kate, uh, what did you think of the men's war games and of course we saw the baby faces get the win here um with uh jd mcdonough being tossed off the cage and randy orton hitting them with an rko that looked pretty freaking cool uh what'd you think so having 
both face sides honestly feels kind of boring. Like that both face sides one. I kind of like when we have a balance of like heels standing strong and baby faces standing strong. But I will say, I think it serves the story best in both cases to have the baby faces go over. I think you're going to want to see some dissension between Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre. We already got hints of that. So I think we might be headed toward a feud for that. Maybe over the money in the bank briefcase. We will see. And I think... You know, we keep seeing, um, I almost said damage control, different stable judgment day. Talking about the men's one, you know, Damian Priest was about to cash in on Seth Rollins in that match, which would have been a cool and ballsy move. But we see Rhea get thwarted by the Randy Orton return, right? So I think it makes sense to have this because you're continuing to sow those seeds of dissension with judgment day. Um, but I I feel like the women's match had offered a lot more, obviously, this one had a completely different feel to it because the big stuff here was Randy Orton's back and holy crap, we had an even bigger surprise to close out the night, right? So I don't think it had to be as much fun as the women's one, but just looking at the matches themselves, I thought the women's one kicked this one's butt as far as what it offered from an in-ring perspective. I thought it was a lot more fun and a lot more of that like plunder deliciousness that we've come to expect from War Games matches. But the return of Randy Orton is huge. That alone... CM Punk, they are not a huge shot in the arm for the roster. Like that guy, when he decides to turn heel, be the best heel. He can ride this baby face wave out till after Mania if he wants to, or he can turn on Cody at some point or whatever. Um, but that alone is like, hey, you've got one huge top star back. And then obviously if we saw how the night ended. Exactly. So I like for me, for the men's war games, I thought there were some parts that I kind of felt like the when the judgment day had the advantage and throughout this match when you were seeing that they had more guys, I felt that the parts where they were beating up the baby faces came across as a little boring. I think that the violence should have been a little bit more because if not, I mean, they were just doing like just some basic stuff there. And I kind of thought that that's part of the reason why uh, I know now with in hindsight kind of saying this is crazy because we did get CM Punk back but when people were chanting CM Punk during this like they were chanting it during the parts where this match was sort of not all that interesting yet and so we were kind of seeing them do that during those moments of this match and there was just some things that I thought just like psychology wise I didn't think were so um, brilliant like we just came off of this long storyline with Seth Rollins selling this whole thing where his back and his career is almost over and then he's the first guy to start off war games and I'm thinking like oh like come on now we got to there was little psychology bits in here that I didn't necessarily love too much because I think they could have been sold just a little bit harder. And then um, I do think that when the heels had the advantage at any point during this match, I think that the beat down should have been a lot more drastic, a lot more violent so that then you could be like, oh, I can't wait for, you know, Cody Rhodes or Sami Zayn to come in and help. And so there were just some things that were kind of off with that. But really the highlight, of course, was Randy Orton in this actual body of the War Games match. Like he looked freaking great, looked freaking phenomenal. I mean, dude was out for like 18 months with a double fusion back surgery, looked better than ever. Some of us, myself, and still bloated from Thanksgiving, Kate. Exactly. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Um... You know, I, I think what was kind of missing for me in this was to with Drew was coming after Jay was like such a big piece of the story, right? He had like over a year's worth of anger about what Jay did to him, even though Jay wasn't actually even on the continent for what happened at Cardiff. But still, like, I don't think we got and Drew's pretty physical. So the interactions were good, but we didn't get that like 
vicious, vicious, vicious beatdown. And part of the the lack of heat in this, I think, is we've seen all these guys face each other like 900 times already. Like we had a lot of rematches between all of these dudes going into it. So I think some of the magic of these guys have already touched like a million times. Like that that took away from it. When you have those feuds where everybody's angry, but they haven't gotten their hands on each other, this gets taken to a whole new level. Seeing all the rematches all the time made this kind of feel like it, I don't know, the intensity wasn't there for me, similar to what you're saying. And I got to shout this out, but Dom's offense when he came into the war games, I like nearly, I, I rolled over on that one. I, I like Dominic, but that was really, really weak. So there were some things that I didn't totally love for the men's war games, but of course, everything post Randy, I thought was great. Meet Norman says Dom absolutely should have taken the first RKO. Apex Caliber says for real though, I thought they would have had Randy turn. Elite Biscuit says Randy played the hits and I loved it. That's exactly <laughs> what we need, right? It's exactly what we Volumes need there. One, two, and three, baby. Keep them rolling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So obviously the men's and the women's war games were the meat of the show, uh, but we had some other matches that occurred. So I want to take a second and get into Gunther versus is the Miz here for the Intercontinental Championship. There was the spot after the Miz hit Gunther with a low blow where I thought, oh, hells no. Like, they better not have the Miz defeat Gunther right here and then. <laughs> like, what the hell are they doing here, right? Um, but thankfully, that did not happen. This was a rather, uh, I would say all of the other matches kind of felt uh, a lot quicker. I would, I, I don't know. They felt very quick they to were. me. Mm -hmm. um, and Gunther gets the win. Anything that really stood out to you in this match? So to your point, this ran over 12 minutes and the other matches were between like nine and nine and a half. And if it was me, this is just my personal preference, I would have thrown more time onto that Lee and Escobar match and definitely more time onto Zoe and Rhea. Um, so this this did feel a little long and I feel like Gunther should have been a little bit more dominant over The Miz, but I loved that sequence of Gunther clotheslining The Miz, splash to the back getting that Boston Crab in and transitioning it to the Lion Tamer to make the Miz tap out. That all looked so great. Gunther is fantastic. Loved the uh, Bret Hart arm bar too. I thought that looked really, really good. Just felt a little bit long. And also Miz is the face in this feud. So him with the low blow, I didn't really like. I understand he's more of a, a tweener, like realistically. Kind of, kind of the same way that we know MJF is our scumbag, but is doing babyface things. Uh, I just didn't like that Miz resorted to the low blow, but at the same time, how the hell else do you beat Gunther, right? So that's just me. Like, I, I feel like if you're the face in the feud, you shouldn't be taking a shortcut like that. But this was just a little bit long, but it was it was serviceable. My only, like, kind of overall thing with that is Gunther's had a lot stronger title defenses that have not been on pay-per-view. And I know that was mostly under, like, a Vince creative reign. Um as opposed to a Triple H one, but like he's even had free TV matches that have been better than this match, right? Like the Kevin Owens one was one of my favorite of his reign, and that was just on a random Monday. So I would have liked those matches to have maybe gotten the platform, but I do feel like it's good that we're having mid-card titles defended here on pay-per-view. Good to see. Guthrie's still looking dominant. Like one of my favorite title reigns of the year. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Just would have shortened it up a little bit, but other than that, no complaints really. Yeah, it was definitely, it was fine. They gave me a little mini heart attack at one point, but all was okay. <laughs> Bad Robot 2342 says, please don't let this return distract you from the absolute classic The Miz had. Gunther is the best intercontinental champ of all time. He's one of the strongest champions right now in WWE, point blank. All right, so uh, speaking of champions, the Women's World Championship was on the line in which we saw Rhea Ripley defend against Zoe Stark. Uh, 
I was expecting a little bit more from this match, Kate. I don't know if I was alone with this one. I thought it was okay. I did love um, Zoe's corkscrew senton over the top rope. I thought that was freaking awesome. Love the headbutts from Rhea. Always absolutely do. She hits the rep riptide. She gets the win. I, I was kind of expecting a little bit more here. I think that maybe it was just the timing. I'm not sure. I was expecting a little bit more. As was I. Yeah, this, this was another one that was about nine and a half minutes. And I really liked when we got... Um, when we got Zoe countering the riptide after kind of like asking for it. Like, I loved that. She was like, I know how to counter this, bring it on. Kind of felt like it at an all-star game when someone's like, bring me your best. You know what I mean? I really, really liked that. That counter into the German suplex is great. Zoe has a great German. Um, and then Ripley countering that Z360 with the headbutt, followed by that riptide for the win. Like I, I liked that whole sequence kind of like how with the IC match, I kind of liked those ending sequences, but I agree with you. I thought there would have been a little bit more to it, but I loved what we got and what we did get was hard hitting and really, really good. So just wanted a little bit more of it, but I will say like very refreshing to have Rhea Ripley back in action again on back-to-back pay-per-views because I think she's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. So her actually defending her title is really, really refreshing. Her doing it in back-to-back shows is excellent. More of that, please. We've been seeing like I think 26 women got used on Raw the other day. Out of out of control. Absolutely bananas. Loved it. So good, good stuff. Um, just wish, yeah, we got a, a little bit more juice to it, but I'll take it. And speaking of getting a little bit more juice to it, I also felt the same way about Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee. This was a match that I personally was more happy when it was announced that Dragon Lee was going to be replacing Carlito because I figured like, oh, we're going to see this like Lucha Spectacular. I kind of think that they did more of a little bit of a WWE style of a match, which obviously this is the company that they're in, of course. But I was kind of you know, hoping that we really got to see, I think, a more of Dragon Lee shine in this. Of course, this was pro- pro- predominantly Santos, uh, you know, healing it up and doing all of that. But I feel that it kind of took over the entire matchup when we probably could have gone in just a little bit more depth for it because we know what these two guys can do. I've seen Santos Escobar have some great matches. I've seen Dragon Lee have some great matches. So I was kind of hoping that those two worlds would uh, collide together, especially given that this was a first-time matchup here. Um, So I was expecting just a tad bit more from this one, but I'm happy Santos Escobar got the W on this one. How would you feel about it? And did you – were you – better off like were you hoping to see Carlito in this match or did you prefer that they kind of swapped it out and had Dragon Lee fill in for him no I absolutely think Dragon Lee and Santos Escobar is going to give you a better in-ring match than uh, Carlito and Santos Escobar and my preferences are I'm an in-ring gal that's just the the way that I am that's the thing that I love most about wrestling so I was excited about the substitution um I also followed NXT very closely so I'm very familiar with what both of these guys can do I cover it every Tuesday. If you tune in here, you know that. But um, we've gotten to see both of them in NXT, and they're both fantastic. So I was hoping this was going to be like 17 minutes. So this ended up also being like in that nine-minute range. But I did like the story that we got, especially in the beginning of Santos Escobar, who I loved him as a face. He's a phenomenal heel. You guys are in for a treat with this guy working heel. Um, Him getting annoyed by Dragon Lee's flash speed I thought was really, really good. Like his whole like body language, his mannerisms and facial expressions. He was just so, so annoyed by how quick this guy was. And so I liked him going for the mask spot very early in the match so that you're not like sitting around waiting for them to build to a mask spot. Like pretty early on in this, he went to go aggressively rip that off. And it just felt a little bit more earned because you saw the annoyance hit really, really fast with this. 
love Dragon Lee. He was like going for something and Santos Escobar countered with a destroyer and a phantom driver for the uh, pinfall and the win at the end there, which I, I loved um, a nice ending sequence there. But I, I thought it was good. Like I, I liked this match. I similar to the women's match though. I was kind of with you where it felt, didn't feel like necessarily like this is a pay-per-view match. Like it felt a little bit more like a great TV match, a little more time. And I think both of these matches would have been aided a little bit more. They definitely flew by, but they were definitely entertaining. Now, you're talking about these matches being good. You know what else is good? So is Factor. Factormeals.com slash Fightful50. That's what you're going to be going to. That's what you're going to be saving a bunch of money on with what I'm about to tell you about. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, Factor. They've got 35-plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. Whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, seasonal, they've got you covered in meals that take just two minutes to prepare. Chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You can skip that trip to the grocery store. If you're low on time, they're going to bail you out. Just two minutes and you're good to go. You can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45-plus add-ons to suit various preferences and tastes. Choose from breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, potato bacon and egg breakfast skillets, and that's in addition to the incredible gourmet plus options, the lunch to go, the calorie smart meals that they have as well, plus protein plus meals. I feel like I'm saying plus a lot, but it is a lot of plus. Factormeals.com slash 50 is going to get you 50% off. Get Factor, enjoy eating well without the hassle. Factormeals.com slash Fightful50. All righty, let's go ahead and get into these Super Chats because they are rolling in. So here we go. This one is from J.W. Pringle who says, Denise Kate, for my real sister, three returns, R-Truth, Randy, and Punk. What is wrestling thing right now on the end of 2023? Much love to y'all. Uh, thank you so much, J.W. Pringle. We got one here from All Heart who says, big win for Triple H. Shout out to Denise for being a hustler. I'm always proud of you for being such a hard worker as a podcaster. Sometimes I wish I followed that dream years ago. Don't always agree, but I love the passion. What a show. It's Tony Piss. Thank you so much, All Heart, for the very nice words. I don't know what Tony's reaction uh, is, and uh, maybe, maybe we'll find out. I don't know. Tracy WV88 says, awesome time to be a wrestling fan. Thanks, ladies. Uh, I agree with Tracy. We got Justin McLucky who says, great to see you two on the post show. What a night. Both War Games matches were excellent. Charlotte's moonsault was amazing. I was impressed with Gunther versus Miz and Dragon Lee versus Santos. Also, great show. KE775 says, hell just froze over. And we got uh, Ash here who is a Fightful Trade ET two-month member at this point. Hell yeah. Says, awesome PLE and returns. Uh, fan from Malaysia, thank you so much for supporting us here. We got Emily Duda who says, should we read into Stephanie McMahon being there? Question mark. Uh, we haven't talked about Stephanie McMahon in just a hot minute. Uh, Kate, your thoughts on that? I, I know there's not so much to say that we probably haven't already spoken about in regards to Stephanie, but uh, is she somebody you'd like to see back? Oh my gosh, Stephanie is is somebody that especially as a women's wrestling fan, like she's just such an advocate for it and did so much great work in WWE for women's wrestling. And we're seeing such a refreshing turn, in my opinion, in the women's wrestling picture. We're seeing the tag team seem to be building up into matter again a little bit more. I know that the titles are being defended, not as frequently, but 
you're seeing them as champions legitimizing other talent, which I think is really important. Again, we see most every woman on the Raw roster get used every Monday. So if the, she's there, uh, I think that's really, really great news. I definitely think you should be reading into it. Um, I think that's great if Stephanie's back, uh, whether it was the CM Punk stuff or not, or whether she's just back in creative. She is one of the most respected people backstage I know and in every facet of the business on the corporate side by talent like there were a lot of people that were very upset that she that she left um so she's on her way back that's excellent news that makes me really really happy um she is she is one of the more highly regarded people that nobody really has any seeming issues with but yeah read into it and read into it on fightfulselect.com people because that story was broken back there and leave a thumbs up on this video while you're reading into it too. Your favorite Belfriend <laughs> says, yes, return of the year, R-Truth. Very happy to see him back as well. WrestleBrobot43 says, Santos said, look in my eyes, then corpse. Um, we have BB here who says, good night for female WWE fans, the ladies killed. I'm so happy for them because I feel like, Kay, like going into this, like that was the one I was most looking forward to and they definitely delivered. They went out there, they had some um, awesome moments really. Um, Alright, so last but not least, we got some more CM Punk ones that we haven't gone through. No way! Through. Really? I know, shocking. Shocker. I had finished the whole slate of what we got and now there's a whole new slate, so let's get through <laughs> them. Um, I had already read the one that uh, Joe Wood sent in and that one I know is going to require some more information from Sean Ross Sapp um, and so we'll probably just have to wait for him to circle back to that one but that was the one about uh the locker room and how they're reacting to cm punk's news we also have apex caliber who says seth gave punk the finger in front of everyone and blue chew said they just mad it wasn't dan housing brian <laughs> ferris brian ferris says cm punk dethroning the tribal chief roman is a dream match oh my god kate the pos do you think that's a possibility and if that is a possibility is that something that you would be uh, a fan of would you be opposed to it uh i actually wouldn't love that i feel like i feel like it's a little bit of redundancy of your top draws fighting for the same thing which is kind of why i felt that way about roman and the rock to be honest like that's a few that doesn't need to be for the title i feel like punk you have Punk and X as night two of WrestleMania headliner, and you have Roman and someone else as night one of WrestleMania headliner. I also think you've invested so much into the Cody Rhodes story. You've teased The Rock. You've done so much other creative work that if you don't pay it off, kind of looks bad. Kind of looks bad. So I think the the more money idea is if Cody beats Roman and you don't go the Punk takes Seth's title route, like a heel punk beating Cody at SummerSlam or something and making his reign really abbreviated and short and unsatisfying could be really, really great or whatever. Like, I think there's better uses of it there. People are going to call for that. People want to see it. Punk is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. I, I don't want to see that because I feel like it's all centralized too much to, to one thing. Um, but I don't think I would be like mad at it, certainly. I think they could do a good job and make it compelling. I'm torn on that one. I don't know how it would feel. I think uh, I don't, I would be like, this you said you wouldn't be angry. This is a lot to process. Right. I would say I, we've had like how long to process this? Not that long, right? <laughs> like, okay, not that long. But I would say like, I wouldn't be mad at him, but I don't know if I would be happy. It would all have to, I would have to see how everything played out. All right, let's get through these. Uh, Broadway Joe says, call me salty out of the long list of people who were screwed over the last two years. Punk is dead last on deserving his happy ending. Such is life. And we have Alex Caliber actually read that one already. This one is from Force of Will. Um, This one's also for Sean, but he 
he just basically says, what's the likelihood of Drew, Seth, and Becky leaving after this? Um, this is one that I'll uh, leave for Sean to answer on Monday. Uh, I'm sure by then you'll have a little bit more information there. And this is another one from I Am Crush NC who says, watch DPW. It's where you need to be, FCM Punk. Brady Lamb says, saw a closer video of Seth's tantrum. He was giving Punk the bird screaming F you over and over. It's not a shoot then. Give Seth an Oscar. Um, damn. All right. We got some more super chats. This one is from DNC Digital. Also for Sean, he says, wants to know, is there any way to keep something secret that does that result in a possible feeling of trust? I'm being lost between talent and office. Yeah, of course, because you've always heard the saying, you don't want to work the boys, right? Like everybody's heard that saying, everybody's heard that. Uh, I think it's one thing to maybe keep it from somebody and maybe lie to somebody directly. So like if Kate, you were to ask me, are we hiring this person? And I told you no, you'd be like, okay, you said no. And then all of a sudden it happened. Then you would probably be upset if I said, oh, well, nothing's sure yet. You know, there's a different way. I think if someone directly lies to your face, I can see people being upset by that. If there's an uncertainty to it, then maybe you can't be as mad. Yeah, I think this is a tough one because he's such a lightning rod, whether you like him or not, right? Like there's there's not many people in the world that are like, I have a very mild reaction about CM Punk. Um, so it's a little different than like, hey, I heard Cody might be coming in or whatever. Um, I always feel like it's weird to throw somebody in that position when you're in the middle of a live broadcast. Um, that feels like the... Anytime any company does the, we told them right before they went to the ring that we're switching the finish or that this person is returning. That to me, and I'm I'm not in this world, so maybe it's not nearly as big of a deal as I think it is, but that feels like you just now planted this thing in someone's head right before they're about to go take their own physical well-being and somebody else's physical well-being into each other's hands. Like there's a tremendous amount of trust that has to happen and you've now put this overwhelming distraction in somebody's purview. Um, so I just don't, love that piece of it but if the deal didn't get signed till this morning um i don't know how you handle that that's a really really weird one because how much notice is the appropriate notice when you know it's someone that's this polarizing if you give them three hours notice it probably will leak like some talent is going to be pissed off like someone who finds out even in the small swell of guys that were in that match is going to tell a coworker who's going to tell somebody else Sean, Mike Johnson, whoever. Um, so at that point, you're running that risk very, very, very high. Um, I'm I'm intrigued, but I, I would feel like that would cloud trust to an extent. And it's already been such an up and down year with it's Triple H, it's Vince, it's Triple H, it's Vince, it's TKO, it's Vince. Like there's been so much that this locker room has already been on a journey of, and I feel like they've done a pretty good job of um containing any disease um that to do this is definitely a choice <laughs> we got more super chats that are for sean but i'm gonna read them um and then sean will probably clarify these afterwards and this is from andrew h who says that pw insider reports that punk signed a three-year deal um sad daddy 96 says can you elaborate on how much extra would have to go into having this tron and graphics and all these other stuff ready i feel like lots would go into it of course for sure um this one is from chris welsh who says punk's theme was updated to the 2023 remaster of cult of personality that just came out yesterday listen back and there are minor differences 
in the vocals a couple production people had to know. Jake says the WWE universe were treated so good tonight. And this one's also for Sean. This one is from Corbin 101 who says, according to PWI, Drew McIntyre stormed out of the ring after the end of the match and stormed into the back, slammed his locker room door, threw on a hoodie, and immediately left the arena. He's angry. So, of course, uh, we had Sean earlier. If you guys missed it, he said that he's going to do some more digging and he'll come about and have more stuff for you guys whenever he gets that information. So, um, you know, unfortunately things like this, they happen fast and you got to go and, you know, he's got a job to do right now that he's working on. So once he gets that going, then clearly there'll be more answers. Um, all right. So we got two more things to read here and this is from, uh, Man, this is from Michael Bronson, who says, don't forget, Stephanie invented women's wrestling. Stop. Stop. <laughs> well, Chesum says, I think fans look at Stephanie as that heel we grew up, but people really love her back there. She really helped the women's division. And we have Ian here who says, for the record, Ian R is as giddy as... And the tweet was deleted. All right, I'll get back to that one as soon as it's back up there. Um, but we kind of read everything that people has been sent in. This one is from Wrestling With Movies who says, my jaw has been on the floor for the last hour. We haven't had any, I haven't had any time to really sit here and think about this. It was just like, CM Punk's here. Go talk about it. Shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, no time. <laughs> what do you do here? What do we do? Like, I haven't even sat down and scrolled to Twitter. I don't know what's going on on Twitter. I haven't seen videos yet. Like, I'm still like, this is all information that's coming in as we're doing this. So this is going to be definitely fun. Uh, the Raw Post Show is definitely going to be a fun one on uh, on Monday. Go. That's for up. sure. Which, of course, uh, I will not be a part of because Denise and I have so much heat. <laughs> Ian R says for the record Ian R is as giddy as a clam uh, thank you so much to Ian R for sending that one in thanks Ian Riccoboni I always say oh. it's Ian Riccoboni before we go we gotta give some love over to NordVPN there is no product that we have promoted more on Fightful that I use while I'm awake than NordVPN.com slash Fightful you guys have probably seen me anchored to my desk an awful lot for quite a while, and I've always got NordVPN on all my devices. That's because that's what NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows. You get the fastest VPN in the world on all your devices, on all your operating systems. It is so beneficial to have that versatility. Here at home, I put it on my router just in case, and I put it on my phone, laptop, desktop, PC, and smart TV. That allows you to get all the benefits. The online threat protection, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click, the ability to use that NordPass password manager, the file encryption tool, all that good stuff on everything. Also, you can subscribe to all those overseas services I'm telling you all about, all with 24-7 tech support and a 30-day money-back guarantee on top of an already amazing deal. Protect yourself on all your devices with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Alrighty, everyone. So what a day. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. But of course, before we wrap things up, Kate, let the people know where they can support you and show you some love. Well, you can find me just like passed out because I don't even know what's going on in pro wrestling anymore. This is a wild one, but... Uh, you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter, on TikTok, and on my YouTube channel. You can go over there for this week in wrestling, some New Japan Strong Watch alongs, as well as some other additional content that is coming down the pike. You can also catch me right here on Fightful every Monday on Fightful Select, doing the Sour Grabs Raw post show, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays on the main channel with your NXT ROH and SmackDown reviews, and Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast. Thank you guys so much for the overwhelming support. What an insane night tonight. My goodness. 
That is for sure. Alrighty, guys, of course, before you go, make sure to subscribe to Fightful Select. If you haven't subscribed here to the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe as well. And while you're here, if you guys want to go check me out, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the social medias at underscore Denise Salcedo, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I post a ton of wrestling content up there. I'm probably going to go live uh, there tonight. And uh, yeah, go follow. I'm literally like a thousand subscribers away from 130K. So um, go show some love to the channel. It would really mean a lot to me. Uh, thank you to everybody who came out here to check out the show with Kate and I and keep an eye out here on Fightful for lots more until next time we'll catch you guys later bye everyone enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.